buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 51. Today we're going to chat about the Brownells coin convoy, make a prank call about gun safety, and talk about 3D printing guns. Today's panel is Sean Heron, and I'm Ava Flannell, and we are recording live. We are. Hey, can I quit? I was just thinking the same thing. You want to quit too? I want to quit my own show. Okay, me too. <laughs> this is why we don't go live that often. No, it normally goes well. It's the software update. Like I don't. There's nothing we could do about it. It was a forced software update. Oh well, what are you going to do? Uh, we're apparently going to fail epically while we're live. Actually, you know what we're going to do? Let's talk about Manticore Arms. Let's talk about Manticore Arms. So Manicor Arms, uh, they have their bullpup shoot coming up. <sighs> if you guys are in Illinois, uh, it takes place in Mount Carroll, Illinois, correct? Mount Carroll, Illinois at the site training. So if you guys are there or if you want to take a trip or something, you should come join us. It is, is it September 15th? It is September 15th. Starts at like 9 a.m., goes till 5 p.m. It's a blast for the whole family. And you could shoot all kinds of guns. Uh, ammo is going to be really affordable. Yeah, and, they, uh, they actually don't charge vendors to be there. And then they ask the vendors only charge, you know, maybe 10 to $15 to shoot a gun. Uh, so if you have ever been to another machine gun shoot, it's usually 50, 75, 100 bucks to shoot something full auto or cool. Uh, not there. It, it's incredibly inexpensive. And last year, my favorite thing to shoot was the Krebs Custom Ass Neck and Full Auto. Did you ever get to shoot that? I don't know because I wasn't there last year. Oh, but they were they were there the year before. It's the little tiny like compact uh, AK SBR. I don't think I shot that. Oh, it's so much fun. Well, hopefully they'll be there this year. Yeah, hopefully, and hopefully they've gotten their hygiene under control. Uh, so also, yeah, their hygiene. Let's not <laughs> talk about that. We don't want to scare off our viewers just yet. Another thing that you wanted to talk about was the transformer rail. Yeah, Transformer Rail, it, it is one of my favorites. I do talk about it a lot, but that's only because I love it so much. <laughs> now, it's actually in the other room. So here's one of the things that I love is the custom panels. We have listeners from all over the country, and like some of them are very enterprising and have made the custom panels that fit in there. Now, you can put Keymod, you can put M-Lock, you can put Picatinny on there, or you can even put the, the frag panels that, that Manicor Arms sells mm -hmm. and just cover it up. Or you can leave it open. It actually looks fine just like that as well. But the best part is you can make custom stuff if you want. If you have the ability, like 3D printing, um, we've got a bunch that are customized. And I think it's just a kind of cool effect to personalize your rifle. We're all making our rifles cooler and our pistols cooler and mm. doing all kinds of fancy paint jobs. Your unicorn rifle has a transformer rail. It does. You've got uh, those panels painted up in the unicorn rainbow lollipop colors, right? Yep. So anyway, the lollipop colors. They've got the 9-inch, uh, the 13, and the 15-inch. And you can buy them all at manticorearms.com. And if you use the coupon code GUNFUNNY15, that gets you a 15% off. All right. Very cool. Ava, I am very excited to hear from our guest today. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. So today's guest is uh, really, how would you even define this? Like just hottest, really special. Hottest guy in the industry. Uh, I mean, just the, the female is just amazing. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. Okay. It's us. Yeah, it is. Surprise. Hello. Hi. Hi I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> 
as you guys know, if you follow us on social media, you know that last week we were away for the entire week because we were on the Brownells convoy across America. Yes. And Brownells, they started off, I think it was in Florida, and they ended up in California. We did not do the entire cross-country thing with them. I don't think that I personally could have handled it. That's a lot of driving. But, uh, Sean, you picked up in Texas. Yeah. Uh, I flew to Austin. Aaron from We Like Shooting flew to Austin. We picked up there in Texas. And then I, then from Texas, they came to Colorado and then I followed them from Colorado moving forward to California. So some of their stops, they went to Florida, North Carolina, Alabama, Texas, Colorado Springs, Utah, Nevada, California. Each state, they did kind of like a, a meetup, an event. They picked a place. And so the first thing that we did, so we, we went to Colorado, which mm-hmm. was our home state. And we, it was actually my birthday, July 22nd. And I like how you work that in there. Uh huh. Just yeah. so people can mark it on their calendars. Exactly. So just remember for, for next year. And by the way, I turned 25. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, no, <laughs> Plus I 25. I don't even care. I turned 32. So we, in Colorado, we had a bunch of fun. We ended up meeting up at Red Lake Brewing and you were nice enough to get me a birthday cake. Yeah, yeah, two of them. Two birthday cakes. Mm-hmm. One was a unicorn birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And then what else? What else did? It was just a white sheet cake. Yeah. Yeah. And white cake because obviously, you know, if I'm going to buy a cake, it's going to be a white cake. That's just all there is to it. That's how it goes. The unicorn cake was awesome though, right? It was pretty cool. Yeah. And there was like edible glitter. Hopefully it was edible. I don't know. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And there was a bunch of people that came out to meet us. Uh, Red Lake Brewing. They made some pretty good, you know, they brewed some pretty good beers and, uh, it was just kind of cool to, to meet a bunch of people. Hank Strange was there. The guys from Brownell. So Josh Coburn, uh, Ryan Rep. Who else came? Uh, the guys from Firearm Fanatic. Patrick Roberts was there from, um, the Firearm Rack. We also had Ammoland. Uh, Duncan there was, was, fr- was there from Ammoland. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Who else? I think that was about it as far as the content creators that were on the, on the tour. And then just a bunch of, co- oh, Tig from Benghazi. He was there. Yeah, he was there and he had his book, uh, 13 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just, it was a really good time. But then we were notified that instead of staying the night in Colorado, we were actually going to leave that evening and go to Wyoming. Which we were totally unprepared for because we had basically packed thinking we were going to be here for another night and be able to go sleep in our own beds and then wake up early the next morning and leave. Nope. They ran, uh, they ran a tight ship. <laughs> yeah. They were like, you know what? We're going to drive to Wyoming tonight. So, and then after a few beers, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to have my girlfriend watch my dog Tickles. Instead, it's a road trip. Maybe I'll bring her with. Not really sure what I was thinking. To but- which I said, wait, are, are you serious? And she was like, yeah, why not? And I was, and like, I was like, I was like, yes, I want to bring my dog. You and know, I was okay. just like, um, uh, he was like, uh, okay. Uh, I mean, basically like, what are you going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to get into a fist fight over a dog. No. I mean, it's a cute dog anyway. She's, yeah. she's pretty adorable. Tickles is the best. Mm-hmm. So then we went to, so we slept in Wyoming and then we drove the next day, woke up at like 5 a.m. I think drove to Utah and we went to Novak Jeep conversions. Yes. And that was pretty cool. I got to say, I'm not much of a Jeep person. I don't know that much about Jeeps, but there were all kinds of Jeeps there. I drive a Jeep, Grand Cherokee. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure the guys there were really impressed when you said that. I did. And they were, they were like, oh, okay, cool. 
And then, oh, this guy from Rolling Stone came out to talk to me. And then he ended up talking to Sean for a little bit. So that'll be interesting when he publishes a article. Hopefully it's it's a good article. Fingers I mean, crossed. You never know. It could <laughs> um, go either way, but yeah, who uh, knows? Whether it's whether it's anti gun or pro gun, doesn't really matter. We'll be heroes on one side either way. And then what else took place? Well they put on a good party and there was a lot of listeners there. It was actually quite surprising. I did not know that in Logan, Utah, that there was a bunch of people who listened to podcasts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. They put on a party. There was food trucks. Uh, there was beer and coolers. And it was super hot outside. They had a DJ. He was spinning the latest tunes from um, uh, such people such as Bob Denver and Leonard Skinner. And it was actually, it's, it sounds a little bit hokey, but it was actually pretty awesome. A ton of people showed up. It was a good party. They had burnout contests. They had... Uh, yeah, which I don't understand. So it was a little weird. Like, it was slightly embarrassing for me because here I have the guy from Rolling Stones. And, like, you could tell, you know, he's not, like, a gun guy. And he's probably not a Jeep guy either. So off into the distance, the guys, you know, with the Jeeps, they're, like, trying to see who could burn the most rubber. And so this guy from Rolling Stone asked me, he's like, what is up with, like, what are they doing? I'm like, I don't know whoever can make the most smoke like i don't really i don't really go i mean they're just burning out to burn it like you but know isn't, that, to, isn't that like doesn't that damage your tires sure i mean it, so it wears like them that down. i was just kind of like i don't really understand like whoever can make the biggest you know the most smoke like is the winner well I don't no get it's it. not the mo- i mean it's just a burnout like you don't have to have a reason to do it you don't have to have a reason to shoot full auto or have like an sbr or an okay AR pistol. first of all i wasn't even referring to it as guns but you kind of just went there yeah i'm like you don't have to have a reason <laughs> to do a burnout you just do a burnout you do a burnout because you can do a burnout so then after utah then we went to vegas wait a minute but what else do you have to say about that nothing i just wanted to Say, wait a minute. No, actually, so it was fun. And Logan, Utah is beautiful. What about Bear Lake? That was really pretty. It was like a tropical paradise in the middle of Utah. Yeah. I was actually, so Wyoming was really boring to drive through. And then there's like all these signs. There's uh, for Little America, Wyoming or something. And it's like building because every, I don't know, every mile there's like a billboard. And it's like 13 high-end bathrooms and, you know, the best rooms. And we have... I don't know. We have steak, the best of the steak. And then you get there and it's like this little America. It's like really small. And so there was a lot of hype for that. But other than that, Wyoming was really boring. Utah was really pretty. All these like just the foliage and just it was really beautiful. And then the lakes were pretty. And then uh, and then we drove into Nevada, Mm -hmm. went to Vegas and we went to what was it called? Speed Vegas. Speed Vegas. Yeah. Not a fan of that place. I wasn't either. That was the one place that I was like, eh, we, I would have been totally fine not, not going to. Yeah. It was, it was very corporate and very expensive, which I get it. This is like Las Vegas. People go there for experiences. There's nothing that you do like that. That's extremely cheap in Vegas. It's just not my scene. Like I wasn't going to pay five, $600 to drive a car around a track. Like I'm not really a car guy. Like I can recognize when things are awesome. But at the same time, I just wasn't that interested or willing to spend that amount of money just to drive around a track or even just to be a passenger wasn't cheap. It wasn't, no. And so when you say expensive, tell them what we're talking about. Well, it was anywhere between like $59 and $300 a lap, but you had to buy five five or six lap minimums or there was I think a it was, package. No, I think it was like 70 to $90 a lap. Uh, depending on the car, it was from 59 to like 300 and something. Oh, okay. on which I didn't car. realize it was that high, 350. Yeah. Like the Lamborghinis and Ferraris were, were quite expensive. So 
okay, so let's say somebody wanted to go on one lap. All right, 80 bucks, whatever. That's not too bad, but there was a five lap minimum. Yeah. So like 350 bucks, something like that was about the cheapest you could get out. Yeah. So that's like, like there, I could put that towards like gun parts or guns. So I wasn't really feeling it. We did have the guys from Skillset Magazine meet us there. There was, who's that? The lady from, uh, Howa. Uh, Ashley from Howa Rifles. And who else went there? Met our homeboy Conan. Yeah, we did. We met our, uh, one of our gun funny listeners. He came out. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's always all these events. It's really nice to meet people that listen to your show. There were some girls that look like Instagram gun girls. I don't know who they are. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think who else. And then after that, oh, one of the things that was horrible is so I wanted to go to Vegas and get a cotton candy burrito because you know how you see these videos on Facebook of like food and you're like, next time I go there, that's where I'm going to go. So like sometimes I'll make lists to remind myself. And the one thing that I wanted in Vegas was this cotton candy burrito. So basically they make the cotton candy, then they put ice cream on it and then they load it up with a bunch of candy and then they wrap it up like a burrito and i wanted that and we were telling all you know everybody at speed vegas that we were going to go there after everybody was game oh tactical toolbox was there oh yeah that's right he was going to go with us the guys from skill set and you mentioned it to josh from brownells and you were like we're going to go here and he's like hey you might want to call and make sure because i did something you know similar and got to the place and it turns out they no longer make that item so uh if you're a patreon did we put on the yeah we put on the patreon Mm -hmm. group if you're a patreon you saw the video where sean uses you know he calls with his ricardo accent and asks about the cotton candy burrito and what happened sean their cotton candy machine was down yeah, like, so then yeah. you asked, can we bring our own cotton yeah. candy? Yeah, no, and none of it worked. Like, whose cotton candy machine goes down? It's like McDonald's and their shake, their ice cream machine. Never, ever works. And I said, okay, when will it be fixed? They said, like, four or five days. How upset were you right then? Oh, I was super upset. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like the one thing she wanted to do and they couldn't do it. So, what, it, I don't even remember. Well, I'm going to make my own. You'll see. I'm going to make a video. It's coming out in the next week. Are you going to microwave it? Uh, maybe. Yeah. How else am I supposed to make cotton candy? I did tell them as Ricardo that it, he had ruined our entire lives and uh, I was holding him personally responsible and he just laughed at me. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of lame. And then we go to a really nice dinner with the, you know what, like 15 people take from Benghazi, all the people, all skill the people. set, tactical toolbox, Brownells, Hank Strange. And then all of a sudden I get a call from security from my hotel. So mind you, most dogs aren't like dogs aren't really allowed in the hotels. So luckily tickle, she's four pounds. So I just wrap her up in a blanket, pretend she's a toddler and sneak her and just run into the room. Uh, Vegas was a little more difficult because the casinos, you know, are so big and it, there was quite a bit of walking and tickles is a little hyper. So I, uh, you know, I had a holder in that blanket pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, like, so uh, you're like George R. R. Martin, man. You talked about that one specific detail for 472 pages. <laughs> so I'm we're at this dinner, finally feeling like I get to relax, starting to get like a good buzz. Our one night, the we're, entire trip that we actually have that that we're done early, we can totally let loose, cut loose, have fun. We're enjoying the company. Yeah. I, I was really enjoying the company and get this call from security and they say that people are complaining because there's barking coming from my hotel room. 
So instead of rushing down there, like they told me to do, I was like, well, what drink do I want next before I get kicked out of my hotel room? (laughs) Yeah. So then I show up and I'm all, you know, I wasn't drunk, but I had a good buzz going on. Just totally prepared to like be kicked out and ask somebody if I could, you know, if Tickles and I could just, you know, sleep in their room. All of, uh, the, all of the hotel rooms were under my name because I had booked them all. And so obviously, so I have to go to the front desk and I'm like totally innocent in this. And they're like, yeah, there's a dog barking. I was like, oh, what? Hmm. Are you sure it's not the TV? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's not, I, I'm not staying in that room, but we need to get in there to handle this TV. It was actually really dumb because they deactivated my key, had me contact security, and then basically security came up, unlocked my door, and let me in. So that was the gist of it. But Tickles got me in trouble and kind of ruined my night. So I kind of regretted to an extent bringing her. And after bringing her on this trip, I've considered, I think I've realized, even though I'm 32 years old, I don't think I'm ready to have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe pr- ever. Yeah. I mean, because at least you can leave Tickles in a hotel room and go party. Yeah. You tried <laughs> that then. shit with your kids and uh, you're going go to go I could be in jail. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well all right. Speaking, speaking of jail, which we'll go into later, but uh, so then, okay, just keep pointing the fingers at me. We wake up uh, not too early. I think, what do we have, like seven o'clock rollout, nine o'clock? Yeah, something like that. And we headed to where? We headed to Los Angeles, California. Bam, 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 bam. So this was a really cool event. We went to independent studio studio services. Yes. And which for people who don't know, it's a Hollywood prop house. And for people who don't know what a Hollywood prop house is, it is actually uh it's a big huge warehouse full of things that they use in movies. And what you might not know <clears throat> is that at a Hollywood prop house that like everything. So if this was a Hollywood movie, they would the mic stands and the microphones and the little foam thing it would all basically be there and warehoused and available for rent. Basketballs, they're like, they make basketballs that don't have logos on them because a lot of actors and, and celebrities, they won't use, uh, if they're not endorsed, they won't use a product publicly. What else? Dude, they made cocaine. Everything. Everything. Like things that you don't even think about because you actually kind of wonder, like when you see uh, an actor, actress, you know, snorting cocaine. On I a just movie, assumed it was real cocaine. I thought it was too. Yeah. They have, if you're like lactose intolerant, they have cocaine for that. Yeah, they've got two, two different, different types. Ki- types of cocaine. Yeah. Uh, they, they said that they would let us snort it on video, but then they, they lied. Yeah. And I really didn't want video of that. So yeah, I totally agree. But uh, Okay, so this place is amazing. They have everything. Now, Ava, you were about to talk about the firearms and stuff. Yeah, so they have they have a bunch of fake firearms, which look actually really real. But they have over 18,000 live firearms. And if you're thinking, okay, well, it's California. How many guns could they possibly have? Or how many legal guns? I mean, they had a whole room of like NFA items. And the reason why they have that is because they've been around for so long that they're actually grandfathered into having those guns. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was stuff that I've never seen before. Like I just posted a picture on the Elite Firearms and Training uh, Instagram, and I'm holding this gun that I'm like, "What? It's like a grenade launcher. I've never seen it before." Oh, that was the the Manville gas gun. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, shot twenty five millimeter projectiles. Yep, pretty cool. Uh, Rachel, uh, rapid fire Rachel, she was there. We hit it off pretty well and we were talking to her and it turns out that she was going to San Francisco after we were done with the event. And I was like, what do you know? 
we are too. So mm-hmm. we ended up heading to San Francisco with her and okay. So San Francisco. So how many of you guys know that San Francisco is freezing? I didn't watch it. I did. I had no idea. I watched full house like my whole childhood and it was always sunny and bright. They're not and wearing jackets and no. freaking coats, parkas like my whole life. Like my mind's been blown. Yeah. Cause it was like 58 degrees in San Francisco. All three days that we were there. I'm like, and what? I kept asking, cause I'm like, okay, maybe they have like a cold. Yeah. Like El Nino or something. Maybe, you know, maybe this is cause I know sometimes Colorado every now and then will get cold and it'll rain and global you know. warming. So I asked all the locals, the Uber drivers, and they're all saying that cause I was like, it's freezing. And they were like, Oh yeah, I guess it's kind of cold. I'm like, you guess. And then I, I, all I brought was like shorts and flip flops. So you would think that because San Francisco is mostly cold, like apparently it's like the entire year, it's like 45 to 70 degrees. You think that they would sell warmer clothes. No, I spent like a good day in San Francisco trying to find warm clothes. And finally I found this jacket that was like a one XL. I mean, whatever it was. Yeah. It you was know, temporary. I gave it to Sean when I was done. <laughs> I think I figured this out. Yeah. And now it's like Chris Farley and fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> I think I figured it out because you could get jackets and hoodies and everything at like every little tourist trap that, that was on like Pier 39 and all those different places. I think that there's some kind of conspiracy with Target, Walmart and the other shops where they let them sell them so that you get the Alcatraz jacket for like $75. That's like a cheap hoodie made in Malaysia mm-hmm. instead of buying, you know stuff that's made in China from Walmart. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think that was it. But anyway, the Brownells Convoy Across America was pretty awesome. It was a grind. Like it was harder than I thought it was going to be, but it was also more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah. I actually was surprised by how well I took the driving because before this trip, my longest road trip was 12 hours. So yeah, I, that was the longest. And I think that was like, I've done like two road trips. And uh, 12 hours was the longest. So I wasn't really sure how I was going to handle this. And again, brought tickles. She actually did really well, but it was still kind of tough doing the trip, caring for a dog and making sure that she stayed away from the door. So I'd have to like barricade her away from the door, put up my suitcases and stuff. And it was just, (laughs) it was a little bit of a pain, but she did really well. Yeah. I mean, all in all, it was, it was a fun trip. It, it was a blast. Thanks to Brownells and to all the other content creators that were there. We had a great time, had a lot of fun with them and, uh, it was, it was just a, a good thing all around. Now, San Francisco, the Uber drivers were all pretty cool, but there was one in particular that I wanted, or I think you want, you wanted to mention. Yeah. So I was, cause I always talk to the, the Uber drivers and it's not like a right away. We started talking about what we did for a living, but we told him that we had been traveling the last couple of days and, uh, and he's like, Oh, what do you guys do for your or living? I was kind of hesitant to say because you're in California and I would be like, yeah, I sling guns or, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, it's like, well, we're media. Oh, what kind of media? Uh, uh outdoor uh, industry <laughs> media. Oh, outdoor is that like sports. No, like, um, <laughs> guns. Yeah, guns. <laughs> so, but they, they were actually like everybody that we told that we were into guns handle it pretty well. But the one Uber driver, he's like, okay, well, look, guys, like, I don't have a problem with it, but, you know, just don't tell people around here, you know, they're going to harass you. I like you guys. I don't want you guys to get harassed. I'm like, okay, I've seen the people around here. Go ahead and harass me. What are they going to? Yeah, they don't even have straws that they can stab us with. I'm going to kick your effing man bun down through your teeth. So, um, and then another one was like saying how he likes guns. He doesn't like when they modify them, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. 
it, it was it was pretty uh it was i guess it was kind of an awkward conversation because he knew a couple things but he was like really sketch on the details like he he knew the the key phrases but didn't really understand what he was talking about so i mean he was a cool dude but and he was pretty open and you know he knew a couple things but didn't really understand the the details of what he he thought. Yeah, which I think it kind of opened your eyes to to realize that people that are so against guns, they don't really have all of the information. And I think that's why it's important to maybe have these conversations and sort of I think a lot of people are hesitant to to mention guns when they're in a very liberal state or city. But I think sometimes it's important that like if you just approach it lightly and respectfully that it actually it may actually be a little bit more positive. It might it might change somebody's mind or inform them a little bit better. And honestly, we had a in San Francisco with an Uber driver. We had like an awesome conversation about firearms and corrected a couple of misconceptions he had. And you know, it was a good, peaceful conversation. Yeah, I didn't tip him very well because I hate anti-gun people. But yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It's true. I tipped him really well. No, you gave him like two dollars. All right, that I mean, that's pretty well. <laughs> now. I'm not going to travel across the country without a firearm. And so we had, so I had a firearm with me and that firearm is illegal in California. But I I believe that since I was traveling through that, I was, that I was good to go. And I did travel in California with a completely disassembled magazines taken apart and all that good stuff uh, just in case. But then I had to fly out of San, San Francisco. The one thing I forgot because we were in such a hurry to leave after the Colorado event was a gun case, Uh, you know, because I was just traveling with it in a holster and, I forgot that we were flying home, so I forgot a gun case. So I was like, eh, I'll just go get one. So while she was looking for clothes, I'm looking at Target for a, a case, some kind of sporting case that I could put a thing in. No. Yeah, try, try finding a gun case in California. Walmart in Oakland? Nope. Like anything even resem- – like anything with a lock at this point. Yeah. And I think what? We finally found like a toolbox a or something? A little tiny toolbox at Walmart for $3.87. That had a little padlock hole. And actually, you're supposed to use why, two padlocks. Why is it important, the price of the toolbox? Oh, it's just an interesting detail. Okay. Yeah. Notice how everything at Walmart always like ends in 87. Yeah, it's some kind of pricing scheme. I think I saw a video <laughs> once that talked about like that's how long they've had it in the store or something crazy like that. So anyway, I get a couple TSA locks and I get this toolbox that isn't big enough to actually hold my pistol. I had to like break it down, take, take the slide off. So I did that and I wrapped it in a couple t-shirts because obviously I didn't have any foam and I'm sure foam is known to cause cancer in the state of California. So you probably could can't you, get that. Could you fit a couple of your t-shirts in that tiny box? Yeah. yeah it's no problem whatsoever. Cause I wear, I shop at the baby gap. Okay. <laughs> so it's not a big deal. Um, so then I disassembled my pistol, put the magazines in there, threw away 30, $35 worth of concealed carry ammunition into a trash can. I was there. Yep. Because I didn't have the original packaging and I couldn't find a box of FMJ that I could just put the hollow points in. That kind of sucked. And then we went to the San Francisco airport. I was nervous. I actually hit up a, a listener and or two two of one of my other show's listeners. One is an officer and one just lives there. And I was like, dude, I'm kind of freaking out. Can you just take possession of this and then ship it to my FFL in Colorado? And both of them were like, dude, you don't have to do that. You're being a little whiny girl. Just stop. Just do what you normally do and, and go. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll do it. So we walk up to the counter to check in for our flight. And I say, I have to declare a firearm. And what did the ticket? The guy was like, oh my geez. Okay. Uh, hello. Can I get some assistance? <laughs> yeah. 
He said, oh, my goodness. Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah, and he was, like, visibly flustered. He was still nice. Like, he didn't say anything. But nobody would say the word gun. Yeah. They were like, it's in. They're like, well, where is it? It's in this suitcase right here. Okay, can you take it out? Like, can you? It was just. He made me open my suitcase because normally you put the orange card on top of the gun case inside the suitcase. Well, he misunderstood and he had me open the gun case and show him the gun (laughs) to which he went, ooh. (laughs) And uh, so I'm like sitting there like super nervous AF opening up my gun case at the ticketing counter and. They could see what you just did. I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, take it down to TSA, except in San Francisco, they have CSA, which is a subcontractor for, for TSA. Uh, he swabbed everything, looked at the toolbox like it had HIV. I think he was just like, what the hell is this? And then uh, I flew out of San Francisco successfully with a firearm and it was no big drama, no big deal whatsoever. Yeah. So that was our experience. Yeah. You, you told me to move on. I was letting you talk. All right. Well, that's because we're running out of time and I want people to know what just happened to you two days ago. Like suddenly you went MIA, you were gone for a few hours and then a few hours led to a few more hours. And then I was like, and then people were calling me and they're like, Hey, is Sean going to show up for his shows? And I was like, I don't know. Like That's not exactly how that went, but I got a call saying Sean is in jail. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And I'm just sitting here thinking, I really got to start picking better hosts. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I like what kind of reputation are you creating for gun funny? Honestly, you're treading on thin ice because prior to being an inmate, I was pretty chill and pretty polite. But now I'm about to backhand a hoe. You know what I'm saying? And jail hardened you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hard AF right now. All right. So why did you go to jail? Tell everybody why you went to jail. The dumbest reason in in the universe. I was literally at court for a civil thing, uh, non criminal, non no, like no fault. I was there for a civil thing and get up to the thing was going through some paperwork with the lady and she's like, okay, this all looks pretty good. Uh, we'll, we'll schedule the next appointment. And then I also, this is the worst part of my job, but you actually have a warrant for your arrest. And I hear handcuffs clank behind me. I turn around two sheriff's deputies standing right there. And, uh, yeah, so they handcuff me behind my back and they take me to processing. And then, and then, then it's all kind of a blur. It was kind of crazy. So I, I actually got arrested because I had a warrant out for my arrest for a speeding ticket. So we, we had talked about this on the show before. We were in Denver. I got a speeding ticket. The cop was a complete asshole. As part of the traffic violation, apparently there was a requirement to to appear at court for one part of it. Which did you ever – like were you ever notified or – Maybe, like, but how are you I don't supposed recall to know it. This? Yeah, like I read the thing. It's like send the ticket in here. I couldn't even pay for the ticket online. I had to send a check. And uh, so I did, and I assumed everything was good. But apparently I got a failure to appear uh, warrant out for my arrest for a traffic violation. All right. So how long were you in jail for? 14 hours. Yeah. it's uh, So basically <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, what's my bond? And they're 250 bucks. I was like, okay, no problem. I've got that. Uh, just need to hit an ATM and we'll, we'll take care of this. And they're like, mm, that's not really how it works. You have to be booked and processed and go to jail. And so I was so, at the courthouse forever. Then they finally transported me hands handcuffed behind my back in a van that every bump you like cracked your elbows and knees against the metal. And uh, then I was in processing for a bunch of hours. And then, and I'm like the whole time I'm like, so I called somebody, they were there to, to, to pay my bond, 250 bucks, no big deal. No, that's not how the system works. The system sucks. Then I had to put on the jumpsuit and they took me into a cell block like Oz. 
uh, with the big common room and then the cells everywhere. And they put me in a cell with another dude who was sleeping and apparently has really bad sleep apnea. And I had the top bunk. So I'm sitting there. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, any minute, it's not going to be a problem. I'm going to get out of here any minute. And I even told the guy who was taking me there. I was like, I, I'm going to bond out. Everyone I've talked to said that they're there and that they're trying to pay for it. I just, and he's like, well, it was basically because some other dude had gotten us in trouble that they were taking us all to the cells. So anyway, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. The dude gets up. He's like, oh, hey, you out of here tonight? I was like, I think so. How about you? No, four more years. And then he takes uh, like a 15-minute shit uh, directly at the end of the bed. That's cool. Yeah, no, it was pretty great. And then so I how many asleep. times? how many times did you intentionally drop the soap? Uh, zero. But I will also say that they don't give you soap. They give you like a body wash slash shampoo bottle. Oh, okay. So they uh trying to... Yeah, I mean, you could drop that, but honestly, if I did, I would just kick it out of the shower and just move on with my life. I feel like you would intentionally drop it, though. No, I say I feel like you were, like, at the end of the shower, like, doing do- downward dog position. No. First off, <laughs> first off, I stayed all the way away from the showers. I would never shower again if I had to shower there. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up, like, falling asleep for a little while. Did you join any gangs? Yeah, like 13 gangs. Dang. Yeah, I'm now a Crip, Blood, MS-13. And Dang. yeah, like seven one nine crew. All the gangs. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Uh, did you meet Piper and Crazy Eyes and it, you know from Orange Is the New it Black? It wasn't. Like, it was like real jail. Oh, it wasn't Orange Is the New Black. Okay, well, I did meet a dude with Crazy Eyes. How so? How would you say uh, real jail compares to Orange Is the New Black? Not nah, it, dude. Real jail sucks, man. Like it really sucked being completely restricted. So it's funny because I've told this story a couple times, but I'm like, normally I'm like all about. I'm like, cops have all the respect in the universe, love them. Uh, they have a really hard job. And like, after being on the other side for like 12 hours, I was like, I was like, fuck cops. I mean, I don't really feel that way, but I was really like really mad. They, they treat inmates with like trash and I get it. Most of them are. And I accept responsibility for the reason that I was there. I screwed up. I missed a detail and, uh, I had to pay the price, but man, they do not. I, I seriously wanted to join a gang by the end of the night. So yeah. uh, if you read Skillset Magazine, there's an article in there on how to make uh, hooch, mm. which is uh, – I had to look it up. I wasn't really sure what it was, but apparently it's alcohol that you make in, in prison. It's toilet wine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you read that, you could have actually just like ruled the jail. Did you I'm- know that the water fountain is attached to the toilet? You think I'm drinking out of that? No. Yeah, I probably would just die from dehydration. Yeah, I, I would totally die. Personally, I don't drink water unless it's like bottled or like I can't drink from the the tap. Yeah, like the nurse was like, "Hey, your blood pressure is kind of high because I had to be examined by two nurses before booking," and I was like, "Uh, yeah, hey, I don't belong here. Help! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so soft." <laughs> but uh, you know, I went in and it, it, it was definitely it was messed up. I I gotta say that it was really hard for me because I do respect cops and the job that they do so much. To immediately just be so angry at them because they don't give a, they don't give a shit, man, uh, about uh, inmates. They treat you with disrespect. There's a bunch of them that were like on power trips. Uh, even the most simple question was just met with derision and anger. And again, I get it. It's just hard for me to rectify the two sides because on the one hand, I totally get it. On the other side, when you're there faced with it, it's tough and you hate every one of them. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was annoying, but I will take care of everything. I am never going to end up in that situation ever again because it, it really sucked. So I actually, I have a story. I was, I was once in a jail. You, I mean, that's not surprising. Did you get cornrows? Mm, No, I came close. But so when I was like 12, 
and I kind of had a bad attitude. So my mom thought it'd be a good idea to put me in that scared straight program. But at that age, uh, whenever I get nervous, I would laugh. And so I went to the scared straight program and it's like the inmates are like this close to your face and they're yelling and they're spitting on your face. And all the girls that I was with, uh, there was like maybe five other girls and they're all crying. And because I like would laugh when I get nervous because I was nervous. So I'm just sitting there laughing while this lady's like yelling in my face and then it just made it worse. And yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. Just laughing yeah. in the face of pure evil. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got, <laughs> so that was my experience. <laughs> I made sure to memorize like details as I went, like, uh, as I was sitting in my bunk, the light was like right there, just about a foot from my head and everyone had written on it. And I was like, what the hell they give you pens. And, uh, there was like all kinds of stuff like gay Tony's a prick and Maxion productions. But then there was like a couple at names. I'm not even going to say them, but I memorized those so I could look up at their Instagram and they totally exist. And I'm like, yeah, you guys should probably be arrested because it's like <laughs> nothing but just weed. Yeah. The, oh, the tell details. them. So right when you got there, you had your spoon in your hand because you were going to, yeah. You know. So when they, so. And this I just have to laugh about because I'm like, really? So they call my name and I'm like, cool. I'm bonded out. I'm ready to go. And they go line up on that wall and then they send two other dudes over there. And I'm like, cool. And he's like, all right, go in here and put on this jumpsuit. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, partner. I was like, I'm going to bond out any minute. He's like, nope, you're going to the cell block right now. I was like, but I'm, everyone I've talked to said that they're bonding me out. He's like, yeah, but you haven't been. You're going to the cell block. Now get changed. And then stands there as I have to completely strip down to the nude, throw, oh, throw that, all my shit in a bag. That poor police officer. Oh, right. I was the one being traumatized there. <laughs> and then put on the jumpsuit. And then he's like, grab your bedroll. And I'm like, what? Uh, I should be, bon- I don't, I don't belong here. Help. <laughs> and uh, in the bedroll is a, a cup, a spoon, and a little baggie that has a pen, a toothbrush, toothpaste. Uh, your body wash slash shampoo. And I think that was it. So literally I get into the cell, unwrap my bedroll, put it down on there. Cause I'm afraid to touch the mattress. And I'm like, I start looking for weapons. Cause I don't know. There's a dude down there. I don't know what he's going to do. So I'm like, I, I was testing how hard my cup was. If I could use it. Uh, I tested the spoon just to I see could if so I could see use it as too, a and I would just, Yeah. I can't help but just, I, I was, uh, I was on alert. I was you're ready. a survivor. Mm. I don't know. But yet when you got lost in the woods around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you did a great job surviving. I did. I survived. Yeah. Thank God for Rebecca. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I should have called Rebecca. I should have been like, hello, can jail. you bail me out, please? <laughs> I'm too pretty for the jail. Yeah. But it, there's just so many details that I that I wanted to never forget because it was like, I will never be here again. So yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. So guys, let this be a lesson. Uh, if you have any traffic tickets or... Just make sure you read the fine print because sometimes paying that traffic ticket, it may not be good enough. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was an experience that I promise I will never forget. And it's going to suck, honestly, if I ever have to go back. I hope I don't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But I'll, I can call you to bail me out though, right? Mm, I don't know. I'm kind of broke right now. <laughs> well. <laughs> I need my money towards guns. Sorry. <laughs> that's so rude. All right. We're going to swap up the order of some of our things here just because we did talk about that for an awfully long yeah, time. forever. Hey, you're the one who wanted to bring me up in the freaking downward dog well, or whatever you know, that was. Yeah, well, I think it's important that everybody knows you got laid finally. You no, actually. So here's the thing is they actually have prison rape posters everywhere. They're like, prison rape is not okay. And uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. It is not okay. <laughs> Oh man, it was it was kind of a nightmare. But hey, we're gonna listen to this. 
and then we're going to talk about Matador Arms real quick. All right. So uh, let's talk about the Stinger. Yeah, so I, I keep, actually have the Stinger. I keep seeing like, you know, I've seen it in person. I don't know if I've shot your gun with the Stinger on it. No, actually, uh, it's in my office at the house. So that is a linear compensator, which means that it's a compensator and then you can screw on a sleeve on the outside. This is the universal symbol for screwing on a sleeve or jazz fingers, mm-hmm. uh, either one of those. So mm-hmm. basically you can have best of both worlds. You can take the sleeve off and do whatever you want, but that sleeve is kind of handy if your muzzle is kind of recessed inside your handguard or if it's like a really short barrel because it, bla- it diverts the blast and a lot of the sound kind of away from your face as most comps will either push it back at you or send it out to the side. So it is pretty handy. I do like the linear compensator, and that is from Matador Arms. Um, and it is called the Stinger. So I highly suggest you go check it out. If you're unfamiliar with the concept, uh, there's others on the market, but I really do like the Stinger. I think it works really well, and I think you should definitely check it out. MatadorArms.com. And if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, you get 10% off. Go do it. Go do it right now, in fact. And I'm so happy that they actually sponsor the prank call segment. Yeah. They yeah. also sp- sponsor a jailbird. All but, right. You know. That'll do. I'm I'm not an animal. <laughs> it's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! How can I help you? Hello there. My name's Kenny, and I was looking around and trying to find some uh, some gun safety rules that I could that I could show my wife because she is incredibly unsafe. But I, I'm, I just need something real simple because she's not very smart. So I was just wondering if there was any like real quick safety rules that you could tell me. Like I I, I keep seeing online like four rules of gun safety, something like that. Uh, first one is always keep the muscle pointed in a safe direction. Which muscle? Like my bicep or the tricep? The muzzle of the gun, sir, not your arm. Oh, sorry, I uh, sorry. See, I, the muzzle where the bullet comes out. I the, see, I see. I thought the you. Barrel. I thought you wanted to go to you the gun keep, show or something. You know what I'm saying? You keep it always pointed in a safe direction. Number two is don't ever put your finger on the trigger till you're ready to fire. All right, all right, I can do that. Those two are the best ones, and you can Google NRA, uh-huh. and they'll have gun safety rules on their website that you can look at. All right, that that'll be good there. Now, if I come down to that range there that you got indoors. Uh, do I have to follow those rules, or can I just do willy-nilly whatever I want? <laughs> you can sign up and go in and shoot. But if you want a shooting lesson, we have instructors you have to schedule a shooting lesson with them. All right. And they're not going to worry about my biceps, right? Because they're big. They're no. like pythons. It's a gun show. biceps ain't got nothing to do with shooting a gun, buddy. All right. All right. Well, I'm not going to tell my <laughs> wife that because that's the reason she married me. Oh, come on. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> that's... <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. So that you'll that guy actually knew a couple, right? Yeah. So you'll see uh, we we recorded three prank calls, and he's actually the only one that that actually knew some gun safety rules, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. I'm like, how do you call a range in a gun store and they don't know the four safety rules? Yeah. I mean, if you guys listened to last week's, that was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, the one that we're going to play the following week is a disaster as well. So it's so awesome. But yeah. It, I swear, I just listened again. He said muscle the first time. He did. He totally yeah. did. He had the muscle. I was like, which one now? The, the bicep or the tricep? Uh, you know, the, that's all, the only muscles I know. So I Yeah, can't. I was like, well, what's the butt muscle? <laughs> the, the gluteus maximus, I yeah. think. <laughs> I willy willy need to do some squats. <laughs> After my day in jail. <laughs> all right. 
I think I've done all the squats I'm willing to do. <laughs> Have you noticed that I've been like way more crabby lately? Uh, well, I've been, I noticed you've been walking funny. That is not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I came out of prison changed. Uh, now I don't put up with any crap. You pull, you like pull out in front of me in traffic. No, I'm going to drive you off the road. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, get, I've, I've totally have seen it. I've been, it's like walking on eggshells with you ever since you got out. I know. Out I know. of that slammer. Yep. I'm going to get them grills. I'll be all kiki. Do you? Never mind. That's probably not gangster music. Yeah. Uh, man. All right. I'm all, I'm all t- like flustered now thinking about it and thinking <laughs> about all those dang, uh, correctional officers <laughs> that made me so mad. Let's real quick before we do anything else, talk about our friends over at Palmer 80. Now I go ahead. Well, I want to talk about the first time that we built a Palmer 80. So I am not a Glock guy. I don't hate Glocks. I just don't shoot them as well. I don't like Springfields very much. Yeah. Well, I'm not a Smith and Wesson, you know, type of yeah. gal. So. No one can be perfect. Yeah. And I mean, that's just one of your many things. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, at, least so, my, at least my asshole doesn't hurt. Okay. That, everyone knows that's a lie. <laughs> All right. So it was my first time with a clock. I was like, which oh, story are we talking about? Hold on. Wicked Digger shooting wants to know might want to, might need to check him for gang tattoos. While I was on my bunk. That is just so funny that you bring that up. I noticed that they had written on the, on the ceiling. So I was like, oh, they must give him pins. So I start looking through the thing and they give you a little stick pin. And I was like, could I stab somebody with this? And then I got bored. So I, I did. Scratch a gang tat into my leg. Okay, watch where you freaking aim in that thing. Oh, you can't even see it. It's still there a little bit. Apparently, you take showers. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely did wash it. So off. you just lifted your leg up, which was actually pretty high than I, you know, would have thought. Yeah, I could totally kick you right in the face right now. I don't know. I think I have like the highest kick. Honestly, you do have a pretty high it's kick. Pretty I'm not gonna high, lie. Yeah. yeah, it is. One time she was like, "I could kick you in the face," and I was all, "Whatever." She's like. <laughs> <laughs> like right in front of my face, like Bruce Lee. Yeah. It was awkward. It's, I can kick pretty high. So, uh, so he gave himself a, but I, I thought the next day when I saw him and I was like, Hey, little guy, you okay there? And, like, oh, don't touch me. <laughs> and then he shows his stupid tattoo that he gave himself. Yeah. It He's was like, I cool. did, cause I even asked him, I was like, well, did you get a tattoo at least? And I was all bingo right here. <laughs> I thought it was legit. Yeah. No, Cause it was so horrible. I drew on myself with a pin. I was like, Oh my God, if an inmate sees this, <laughs> you're really going to yeah. get beat up. Prison rape is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. So Palmer 80. The first one we built, I had no experience. I'd never <clears throat> disassembled a Glock. I think I got the prison cough, by the way. Yeah. If that's what you want to call it. Yeah. I think you've had that for a while now. Yeah. So it was the first time I'd ever, I'd never detail stripped uh, a Glock or anything like that. So it was kind of the first time. So I went to the website, they've got written instructions, they've got videos, and I was able to get through it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, snip off a couple tabs, use the Dremel for about five minutes. Because it seems intimidating when you first get it and it's in the jig and you're like, all right, where do I go from here? Like, what do I do? And I, I actually, I am a Glock fan, but I've never just taken it apart to clean it just like very basic i haven't taken the entire thing part for part yeah it feels so yeah so it is intimidating where you're like i don't really i remember when i did field strip my clothes in prison yeah that sucked yeah anyway it's super quick it was actually really easy for a first timer i mean i'd done 80 percent receivers on ar-15s and stuff like that but never a glock so never a glock style firearm the pf 940 or the c and it was easy i mean Took a little while because it was the first one, but then assembling it took a little while, and I was missing the recoil spring and guide rod. But other than that, no real big things. There was one time, there was one pin 
that I was a little bit confused about when to put it in. So that kind of cost me about 20 minutes or so. And it was good. I like it. But I feel like once you put one together, like after, after we did that one, the first one, like it's, it's much easier now. Yeah, totally. It's just because you don't want to make any mistakes. You don't really know what you're doing. So of course it's going to take you a little bit longer, but if you just kind of take your time with it and luckily for, thank God for videos, uh, cause that helps a lot, but it's really, I, I would say almost anyone can do it. Yeah. So totally agree. You don't have to be incredibly mechanical or anything like that. Don't have to have a ton of tools, just a little bit of time and they pretty much idiot proof it. Yeah, which is why we were able to put it together. Yeah, totally, 100%. So anyway, Polymer80.com, go check them out, support the companies that support us. And uh, Ava, it is actually time to talk about Gear Chat, right? That's correct. <laughs> I got confused again. I haven't been right since I got out of prison. <laughs> Talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. All right, so we're not actually going to talk about a whole lot of gear in this segment. What are we going to talk about? Uh, it's going to be a little bit more uh, newsworthy. Uh, so right now in the news, uh, 3D printing, 3D printing firearms is all over the news. So we figured that it would be a good opportunity to talk about it. What are your thoughts? So here's the thing. So recently, uh, the Justice Department dropped its suit against Defense Distributed and Cody Wilson. And uh, they said, you know what? We're not going to be able to prosecute this. We're going to drop the case. Here's $40,000 for your trouble. Oh, you spent half a million on your defense? Oh, well, well, here's $40,000. Oh, you spent like five years? Yeah. So Cody Wilson decided he's going to put, or he immediately announced that he's going to put back up all the plans for the 3D printed guns on defense distributed because Justice Department said, look, we're not going to be able to prosecute this, so go have fun. Uh, I think it's important to say that we've been able to make our own firearms in our garage as as long as I know. Uh, I don't know when that came came into effect but we've always been able to make firearms for our personal use it's not a new thing the 80 percent market for ar-15s kind of brought it and made it a little bit more approachable for the average everyday person and now 3d printing is is going even further Mm -hmm. well a bunch of attorney generals uh the first one being from pennsylvania said you know what we're not going to allow this we're going to pass the thing and we're going to block it and we're going to ban it and we're going to do whatever and now cody wilson has actually been sued by a bunch of other attorney generals as well so a couple things here he did publish all the plans on Defense Distributed, which a bunch of enterprising internet users had already downloaded them and mirrored them everywhere. So even though he has now had to take them down because of the lawsuits, uh, they have injunctions on them that don't allow him to to put those up. They're everywhere. Everywhere. It doesn't matter. They're, they're literally everywhere I look, those plans are posted. Mm-hmm. But also the concept of a VPN, which is a virtual private network. It's a little bit of software that you can install and Hey, your stuff's not allowed in Pennsylvania. Cool. Well, bingo, click a couple buttons. Cool. Now I'm in Arkansas. And it's just that easy to get past any of those stupid restrictions. In fact, China has those same restrictions and people in China still use the internet via VPNs and things like that. Now China's is a lot more advanced, but because this is a country with 50 states, it's going to be even more difficult to do so. If they outlaw it in the states, then all we'll do is press a couple buttons and boom, I'm in Malaysia. And now I'm downloading these plans. So they can't stop it. Right, they can't stop it. Doesn't matter. It's out there. Um, the Firearms Policy Coalition has created a website, codisfreespeech.com, where they mirror all those plans. And I'm sure that that'll get taken down. But guess what? It's going to be everywhere else. In fact, I donated ten bucks today to the FPC just because I thought that this is a cool thing that they're doing, putting themselves at risk of lawsuits and things like that. But that's kind of what they're out there for. Mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous. 
I mean, the, they can't stop this. This is going to be the way of the future. 3D printing has gotten more mature, but it's still very much at the very beginning. We can now 3D print metal pistols and things like that. I talked to a guy that did that. They got 40,000 rounds through a 3D printed metal 1911. But yeah, they, they can't stop it. They're trying. They're trying so hard. Suddenly, 3D printing guns is going to be the end of the world. But guess what? We've been able to do this stuff for years and years and years and years. And nothing has changed except people are now suddenly focused on it and concerned about it. Yeah. Until next week when something else happens. Yeah. And they direct their attention to that. Yeah. And look, can this be used for evil? I mean, anything can be. Yeah. Uh, we, we saw, I mean, how many millions of people own bump stocks? I mean, it was enough to at least two companies to exist full time and make bump stocks for a living. And then one guy uses bump stocks for evil. And yeah, it was heinous evil. But now everyone wants to ban gun stocks and gun stocks are, or bump stocks are the, the worst thing that's ever existed. And this is the same thing, except no one's even ever used them for evil. It's just, oh my God, people can print their own guns in their bedroom. Yeah, well, look, I've always been allowed to go to Lowe's and buy a couple pipes and a couple nails. And make my own firearm. It just won't operate that well. <laughs> no, I mean, I've actually seen some that do. Uh, I got to take a class at a defense contractor once, and they teach a class called Lone Operator. And one of the things that they do there is create improvised weapons and things like that. And there's a lot of the guys who've gone through the course of created firearms just out of stuff that you buy at Walmart. Totally allowed, legal, and everything else. So it's an art that a lot of people have done for a very long time, and that's not going to change anytime soon. All right. We also want to talk about something else. Yes. Sasha, America. Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat coming hard. And I'm loving it. I, I love it. People say, oh, God, it's so bad for the gun industry and people who love guns. Yeah, it is. I don't care. Hollywood survives these things all the time. Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Hollywood's still doing just fine. We will survive this. Yeah. The people who are idiots, the people who are lechers, the people who are not good for us and in our industry and in our beliefs – they will be weeded out one by one. And he is doing good work, in my opinion. I know people are getting so mad at it, but I laughed my ass off both times I watched it today. I mean, I just want to say, like, at what point you're in this situation, do you not question, like, hey, you know what? There's a camera rolling. Maybe I shouldn't do this. And especially, so, like, this guy, what was his Jason name? Jason Spencer. All right. So he's in politics. He's, he's a the st- senator. senator. Yeah, he's like a state senator for Georgia. So at what point, you know, like, if you're in politics, like, more than anything, you're going to be politically correct. So, so at what point do you not think like, hey, so, okay, just tell us. Well, let me set it up. So uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's playing the part of Erin Morad, who says that I was in the Mossad. No, not the Mossad for 13 years. Like every time he says it, he says, no, not the Mossad. And no one catches that. Okay, I can get past that. Maybe people are thinking about what's going on and they're in a weird place. Anyway, he takes him to a gym because he's going to teach him some skills to survive terrorists. Now, Ava, what's the first one? All right. So the first one is he says that when they are wearing their burkas, their burkas, you don't know if it's a male, female, you know, terrorist. Yeah. Because burkas are for women, but men wear them when they want to blow things up. And so he has a selfie stick with a the cell phone on it. So he says you just got to act like you're taking selfies. Ask the guy for directions. Slip it underneath their burka and take a picture, and then find out. Yeah. But he says that you have to pretend to be Chinese because Chinese people always do it. <laughs> so like what was he saying he's Konnichiwa. like yeah red dragon chopstick like just the most ridiculously racist impersonation of a chinese person that i've ever seen and snaps the picture oh and previous to this sasha baron cohen or aaron murat or whatever his name is 
is showing him pictures that he snapped like of genitalia and stuff under burkas and he's like oh look at this and zooms in on the dude's wang <laughs> uh, uh, the next one is he says that uh, there's only one forbidden n-word in America and to get people's attention you need to yell this when you're getting kidnapped so what n-word does he yell yeah we're not gonna say it the top of his lungs many times in a row so he pretends to be kidnapping him and the dude's just screaming the n-word like screaming the n-word and sasha baron cohen's like no 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 the the word is noony that word is disgusting what's wrong with you (laughs) and the dude's like okay (laughs) and then the last thing is he says that when you're trying to fight off isis because they're afraid of being homosexual Mm -hmm. that you have to pull down your pants and come at them with basically your butt. Dude, if I would have seen this before I went to jail, that would have turned out way differently. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been using the wrong strategy. So this dude, the state senator from Georgia, Jason Spencer, pulls down his pants and runs backwards at Sasha Baron Cohen, screaming, America, and get the F away. I'm going to make you a homosexual if my butt touches you. And wow. I mean – I don't know. Ava, do you think that there's any way in hell that you could be convinced to say these things? No, absolutely not. And then at one point he stands up and you see, you see his wanger. Yeah. Oh no. He was like fully bought in. He was like, this is amazing training from the Mossad. No, not the Mossad for 13 (laughs) years. And this is cutting edge stuff. I'm going to do this and it's going to be amazing. What a jackass. Absolute jackass. I'm so sorry. He's just stupid. Like all of them have been stupid. I thought this one at first, I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And then I thought about it. And I was like, no, this is just as awful. Even like I would record this on my own stupid stuff like this, but I would never do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we always we always act like jackasses, yeah. but it's on our own terms. And we record it and no one's forcing us to do this. No one's even requesting that we do it. We just do it. So there's a difference between being tricked into idiocy and just doing it is idiocy because you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh Anyway, I look forward to the next episode, and I look forward to whoever gets exposed as a jackass. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Now, next up, one of our favorites. And who is that? Hackett Equipment. Hackett Equipment. So, you've got an announcement. You do. I do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't just say, I have an announcement, and then I'm like, uh... Oh, I do have an announcement. Okay. I was like, I just thought we talked kidding. about this. Just kidding. You have an announcement. <laughs> I, I have an announcement? Yeah. Okay. I'm totally unprepared for this. Well, they've renamed their new very large bag, the Big Bertha. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're actually- it's, I mean, it's kind wait, of fitting. It's it's a big bag. I don't think we're actually allowed to talk about the next part, are we? Uh, Yeah, because when we had him on the show, he talked about it. Okay, so cool. we're so, getting closer to them revealing their SBR- rifle bag and it, it doubles it, as a shooting mat and it attaches to the big bertha and i think they're gonna call this one the big johnson yeah maybe no i don't think that's true at all i mean that makes sense you know but i'm actually excited for the rifle bag that turns into a shooting mat because oh, i yeah. hate taking I, I love things that have dual purposes and i say that all the time uh, well for one because you go to the range and you end up having to bring so many freaking bags yeah. and then it just becomes such an ordeal and maybe it's not so bad when you're packing up everything, getting ready to go to the range because you're excited. Yeah, but then, but then unpacking? afterwards, unpacking, like getting out of your car, putting it back together, like putting it back where it belongs, which half the time I don't, and then I end up losing stuff. I'm mad just thinking about it. So I like it because, like, if you think about it, like the shooting mat, that's kind of the last thing on my list to bring. I usually don't bring shooting mats, uh, so it definitely makes it pretty ideal. 
I, and, I can't wait to see it. And I'll say that that Ken Ross uh, crosstack video that he posted. Uh, oh yeah, dude, he filled in an entire like picnic table full of stuff into that into the Big Bertha. Yeah, I, think that's I mean impressive. you can you can fit so many yeah. so many things in there. So putting a huge load into Big Bertha is is a very cool thing. And then what's also nice is the price. Because there's so many range bags out there that are like $200. That's how much these are, right? No. The EDC bag, which is the smaller bag, which is like pretty much the size of a regular backpack, that's $79.99. And then the Big Bertha is $99.99. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY, you get 10% off. What? That's like 10 bucks off. Yeah. So it's it's definitely affordable. And they have a lifetime warranty. Yeah. Go check it out. I am very excited to see the rifle bag. I know we've been talking about it a little bit, but definitely check it out. We'll we'll have one soon, and we'll post it on all the social media. And that's at HackettEquipment.com. Exactly. Okay, now. Oh, dang. Bring it down. Yeah. Bring it down real low for our iTunes reviews. Are you going to read them today? Uh, sure. Oh, my God. I'm so excited right now. Hold on. Let me uh, get settled. Okay. Just kidding. You can. Uh, all right. You know, we should really get you hooked on phonics. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I was, I do have a degree in English and communications. I know. All right. Just start reading. AZNV dub says five stars. This show made me look foolish. Well, <laughs> it's been making me look foolish for about 51 episodes. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> uh, it's so embarrassing. I'm never going to be able to run for president. I generally listen to music at work, but I've taken to podcasts lately. Well, this show just made me look like a crazed person while working. Just randomly busting out laughing. I also may have snorted a few times. Great show if you're looking for the latest scoop on the gun parts and some humor. So thank you. I appreciate that. And I hope that this show has made you also look like a crazy person. Although this probably hasn't been our funniest show, but... No, I think it was pretty just, funny. I, we started off a little... Well, there was a little rough. I mean, look, and that's because of our tech guy, Sean. No, that was not my fault. The software updated. The software no longer works. That's mm-hmm. not my fault. But if you started this a little bit earlier instead of last minute, no, I can't start that mm-hmm. piece right, that failed yeah. until the second. Let's that the just show read starts. the sec- We're we're fighting in front of our new You're friends. You're making me so mad right now. And at prison, Sean, don't put up with that bullshit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian R says five stars. Great show. Been listening. B E N. Since episode number three, and it is really awesome to see the improvements since day one. Prank calls, love it, and the interviews just get better and better. Shout out to Ricardo Simonese. Shout out back to USA. Uh, the last time Ricardo came out, it was the whole burrito thing, and like he's been so upset that he hasn't come out ever since then. But maybe one day he'll get his burrito. I don't know. Yeah. Wait. Nah, because Ricardo was not in prison. Like uh, He did not make an appearance. What were you talking about? Oh, I was just going to give him a taste of my cotton candy burrito. Oh, no, he's into that. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm totally scared. All right. So let's pick a winner because I, you guys are nice enough to write us reviews, take the time out of your day. So I want to start giving away swag to everybody who writes us reviews. All right. I'm in. Let me rephrase. Wait. Not everybody. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> we don't have that kind of budget yet. But let's pick a winner every show and give them some swag. All so, right. So who out of the two do you think we should pick? Hmm. All right, tech guy. Well, I was supposed to play music, and then you started talking, so I couldn't play the music. So I had already pressed the button, but I didn't release it. But then I alt-tabbed to change to the notes, and then it released. And, oh, my God. You're so mad at me right now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. I like the guy who looked foolish at work. That's pretty good. But I also like the dude who gave the shout-out to Ricardo. So 
I'm, I'm thinking of a number between one and seven. What is that number? Three. Okay, that's it. That's the number. You get to pick the winner. Okay, perfect. I'm going to pick the first guy. All right. Because I love, I love when people look foolish, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've been making me look like a jackass for mm-hmm. like two years now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> AZNVW, you win. Thanks for the review. And if you want to leave us a review of Facebook, iTunes, whatever it is, we really appreciate it. and helps people decide to listen to the show. Uh, do you want to know what they won? I guess that would be important, yeah. All right. So right now, we only have 40 of these. Actually, we have less than that because we've yeah, sold some. Yeah, some. So if you guys can see, we have a pink. It's a limited edition. We're only going to make 40 of these. Hold that out there. It's a hot pink, and it's a gun funny patch. Yeah, and it's I mean, it's really hot pink. It's like very much neon. The, oh, right now, the camera's really not it's doing. It's very similar to the, the mic cover. Yeah, but the mic cover's purple, but... Yeah. It's, yeah, so ne- it's, it's neon pink. It's hot pink. Like Gun Funny is coming in hot, you know, pink. Yeah. So you are going to win one of these. So just contact us on social media, Instagram, Facebook with your address and we'll get one out to you. Very cool. Now, can I play that music that I was trying to play? Yeah. Just maybe switch it up a little bit. Oh right my on. God. That just took me back to jail. <laughs> Did I almost make you I almost water? just choked on my vodka. <laughs> oh, that's vodka. Can yeah. I have some? <laughs> no. Oh, that's so stupid. All right, well, let's wrap this up, man. You can find us everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Twitter, all the places. But I think the one that we want you to find us the most is at Patreon. Mm-hmm. So Patreon, right now we have a really cool giveaway. We only need three more Patreons to give away an ATI Outdoors 15-inch handguard. <laughs> Did you right. say only three more? Yeah. And so once we reach 50. So you have a 1 in 50 chance of winning this handguard. But aside if... Whoever we pick, there's going to be one winner. You also, if you're a $5 patron, every month we give away cool stuff. So this month, this last month, what did mm-hmm. we give away? I don't know. We gave away a goat gun. Oh, one yeah, the, those little, the AK one. One of those little mini replicas. and I can't remember anything before jail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, oh, bless your heart. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, we gave away a, uh, a mini goat gun, and they had the option of choosing between a black AR or a red AK. And, uh, yeah, so we're always giving away cool stuff, but you don't have to donate $5. You could donate a dollar. That gets you access to our Patreon only Facebook page. We're always having fun. Well, R- Ricardo called the candy burrito. Yeah. And we're always just posting funny things, funny memes, having conversations, whatever. 90% of the live videos are me looking stupid about something. Mm-hmm, it's great. Yeah. Also, one of the things that I would like to say is your Patreon pledge, it, it all goes back to the show. It does. So because of your guys' pledge, we were able to afford a editor. The so this editor. is you guys are watching the live edition, but uh when this comes out on, on iHeartRadio, iTunes, it'll be a little bit polished he'll, up. He'll so edit that, out my coughs. Yeah, exactly. And every time I'm about to talk I go like that. Yeah, that probably just pissed Kenny off so bad <laughs> right now. Okay. <laughs> so Kenny Ortega, he is our editor now. And he does an, a fantastic job of making us look a little bit less foolish. Mm. A little bit I mean, less foolish. Wow. If that's his job, he's got a really hard job. Yeah. So thank you, Kenny. It. You're doing a great job. Uh, he does a lot of work for Farms Radio Network and doing fantastic at all of it. Mm-hmm. And then also, I want to thank our $25 Patreon. Sean, who are those? They are Corbin Bonafide and Iraq Veteran 888888888. I'm just doing that to annoy Kenny now. 
our king of the Patreon, who is the person who donates the most money, becomes king of the Patreon, and as a result, will say whatever they want us to say. Uh, Adam Balzar, who is our king of the Patreon from Charger Arms, he wants us to say that Adam is a factory certified Serico applicator, dealer of silencers, SBRs, and machine guns. But what I would like to add is he also has a gold tooth. Mm-hmm. He got it before gold was inexpensive. Yeah. His gangster rap name is Little Cockadoo Gold Tooth Kiki. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and he gets down with Drake. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. Should I play that song? No. Just, you can <laughs> sing it though. Kiki, do you love me? Let's see. I, I got it right here. Uh, <laughs> no, never mind. I can't find it. Drake. All right. Thanks so- a lot, Drake. Also, before we lose a lot of our viewers, if you guys wouldn't mind, since you're watching on YouTube, just go ahead and hit that thumbs up for us. And that subscribe button and hit that bell so you get notified when we post live videos. What up? Do that. That's what's up. Truly appreciate it. Hey, guys, everyone who joined us today and listened live, thank you very much. I know it's not something that we normally do, but uh, we thought that we'd try something different. Yeah. It was so cool that you put makeup on today. Yeah. And after today, I don't think we're going to be going live anymore (laughs) because of Sean's antics. But What what antics? (laughs) I've got... Uh, It just never ends. Never ends. You know what? I'm out of here. I'm totally done with this. Thanks to everyone for watching. Thanks to all of our Patreons and listeners. And honestly, just the people who even know what podcasts are. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to everybody. Definitely. Thanks, guys. Pilots. And happy, happy Friday. And I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. And, uh, this is not going to release till Monday. Yeah. But they're listening to it right now. But what if, what about the people who download the podcast? Well, sorry. It's Monday and you guys have a full week ahead of you before you get to enjoy the weekend. That's what I was trying to say. All right. We're out of here. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. Prison Sean don't dance. Don't care.